0: say I wrote a letter to myself and it talked about where I would be 20 years from now, which would have put me, I was 14, I would have put me where I'm at now at 34. In that letter, I've talked about how um, I wanted to go in education. I wanted to teach at, put me in the worst high school in the city and watch me turn around. You know, I, I wrote that at 14 years old and it took a while, you know, but that, that drive to be an educator has always been there. Um, I just didn't know how to I didn't pull it out yet, so it's it's been there. It's been in my heart for a while.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Kel's Big Little World. For our new listeners over on this channel, I'm Kel, and I interview guests from all over the world to explore their beliefs, careers, and day-to-day life, all to reveal they're united in something greater, a shared journey through this big little world we call home. Today, we'll be talking to a man who is responsible for educating and inspiring young black students throughout the city of Detroit. Infamous rapper J. Cole once said, Anything's possible, you gotta dream like you've never seen obstacles. Our upcoming guest has removed a generational obstacle to inner city kids by not just equipping students with knowledge, but educating them on how they can play their part in it, and forcing them to understand that they have power over their money, their vote, their career, and every aspect of their future. With that being said, let's welcome our upcoming guest and one of my favorite teachers, Marcus D. Hester. Mr. Hester is approaching his fourth year in Detroit Public Community School District, currently teaching 10th grade economics and civics. With his very first year of teaching completely virtual, he has met the challenge of redefining education in the city of Detroit. He has focused on bridging the gap between knowledge and wisdom in young students by incorporating project-based learning into the curriculum. Kicking off the school year by evaluating the question, is college truly worth it? He has done significant work at the local Detroit History Society, educating himself on the rich history of the city. Most notably, he was born, raised, and completely educated in Detroit, attending a DPS school himself. He not only educates, but lives out the meaning of giving back to the city, which gave to him. Marcus D. Hester is a DPS product, a Detroiter at heart, an educator, a husband, and a role model. Thank you so much for joining us here today. How are you doing? I just want to start off
0: by saying I did not pay her to say any of that. <laughs> uh, I'm doing great, though. Thank you for the for the
1: uh, the nice intro. How Welcome. has your summer been going so far as a teacher? I know that can be the best relief.
0: Yeah, um, my summer's been going good. Uh, I just try not to look at the calendar. You know, because every every day is, is is one day closer, but it's going well. Um, I'm uh, working this summer, uh, in the uh, GDYT uh, program, which is a Grow Detroit Youth Talent uh, work program to help uh, uh youth just get the feel of work and everything and put some money in their pocket. So that's that's what I'm doing for the next uh next six weeks, and then you know we're back at it again.
1: We're gonna hop right into some questions. So you are a Detroit product, born, raised, and educated. What did your general upbringing look like?
0: Grew up uh, uh over in Rosedale Park, so kind of an anomaly to the the stereotypical "Oh, you're from Detroit." I'm like, no, I'm I'm from the nice part, you know, quote unquote. Um, but you know, pretty pretty good upbringing. Um, you know, both my parents uh uh went to college. Uh, my mom um. Was in education. She actually just retired after uh, thirty-eight years of being in Detroit public schools. So, my every everything I did almost had a, a lesson to it. Um, I was the kid that, you know, I got I got summer packets from my mom um, that I had to work on for like three weeks out of the summer. You know, I did the summer camps and everything. Um, played almost every sport you could think of. Um, it was, I, I would like to say I had a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good upbringing pretty good upbringing i'm I'm grateful for what my parents did for me for sure
1: how do you think your upbringing compares to how people stereotype black males specifically from the city
0: uh like i said it's it's i'm kind of uh to a degree an anomaly um i know plenty of people with you know a a two-parent household uh successful parents and everything like that um you know i also know the person uh Never met their dad, you know. and Wouldn't know him if he saw him. So, you know, it, my my upbringing was, has been a blessing. Um, and I know that people looking uh, on the outside are like, "Ah, oh, man, I wish I had that." You know, I I wish I was able to go to um, a school like Basic Academy. I wish I was able to do X, Y, and Z the things that you've done uh, so young. So, um, comparably, um, the same, but but very different. You know, I got the I got the street smarts. I got you know I got all of that. You know, I'm still from Detroit, but you know, I was also able to be blessed enough to not have to uh endure um the uh the uh, the hardships um and actually uh become a stereotype or statistic, you know.
1: Growing up with the educator in your home, did that make you want to, you know, love school more or did that kind of push you away from it?
0: <laughs> you know what, looking back, uh, it probably did make me want to become an educator even more, but in the moment, absolutely not. I had the mom who would go through my book bag. Um, I had the mom who, you know, she was in DPS too, so she knew a lot of my teachers. Uh, she had done, you know, she had gone to Eastern uh, Michigan with some of my teachers. She had done her grad program at Wayne State with some of my teachers, so there was no escaping for me. You know, in the moment, I was like, mom, why didn't you become like a doctor or something why did you have to you know, dive in education but looking back yes i i, I think um uh, by and large that is what uh what helped to push me um i had other people um in my family who uh who are, who are and were educators so just just seeing that definitely um you know kind of added fuel to the fire
1: would you consider yourself a good kid growing up with all that kind of supervision you had
0: I wasn't a bad kid. Um I, I, I wasn't uh I didn't get in any more trouble probably than any other, you know, young dude at the time. Um I think I I think and this isn't a good thing, but I think to a degree for a while it probably made me uh a little more sneaky because I, I know you were watching. And you know, so I had to find ways to you know, if I wanna get this done, I'm gonna go this way about it, you know. But um, you know, it, it kept me out of a lot of trouble. Um I think of everything that I think of everything that could have happened that didn't you know I think of people that you know I grew up with that and they're not here anymore either physically or they may be you know incarcerated somewhere I don't know too many people like that but I you know I can count on one hand you know counting on one hand is enough in that regard so you know it, it saved me from a lot of a lot of uh what could have been detrimental.
1: Do you think that kind of like learning to be sneaky and whatnot helps you look at your kids differently, notice what they're doing a little bit more?
0: Yeah, I laugh at at, at you all a lot. <laughs> I laugh because, you know, I I uh I see some of what happens. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, I, I I tried it. It doesn't work like that. You gotta do it this way, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I think it makes uh I think I don't know. I think it made me a more uh balanced and well-rounded educator Um, because on the one hand, I get it. I get why you're trying to sleep. You're trying to find the easy way out. I understand, you know, I understand. But at the same time, I can't let you do it. can't let you take the easy ride out. I can't let you uh do the wrong thing and, 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 and be able to sleep well at night. So, you know, I'm going to help you do the right thing, you know, as much as I can. So I, I definitely think it helped a lot.
1: So growing up in high school or even in middle school, high school, did you have an idea that you wanted to be an educator, or what was your mind looking at at that time, career wise?
0: I so like I said, I grew up playing baseball. So middle school, early high school, you couldn't tell me I wouldn't be on somebody's baseball team. Um, you know, making making millions or 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 at least high six figures playing baseball. But uh, in between that, you know, I, I uh thought I wanted to be. Um, a dentist until I got to college and took biology. And, and you know. uh, I thought I wanted to be an accountant. Uh, no, nah, I don't like sitting at the desk all day. Uh, but teaching has always, oddly enough, always been there. Um, I remember uh, this was, I think my eighth grade year. Um, we had just, uh, side note, I, I lived in Southfield all of our uh, high school. Um, Detroit junior, you know, but, um, middle of eighth grade, I wrote, uh, say I wrote a letter to myself and it talked about where I would be 20 years from now, which would have put me, I was 14. I would have put me where I'm at now at 34 in that letter. I've talked about how, um, I wanted to go in education. I wanted to teach at, put me in the worst high school in the city and watch me turn it around. You know, I, I wrote that at 14 years old and it took a while. You know, but it would that 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 drive to be an educator has always been there. Um, I just didn't know how to how to pull it out yet. So it's it's been there. It's been in my heart for a while.
1: So you teach social studies right now. What was one of your most memorable high school or even middle school teachers that really made an impact on you? Um,
0: there are actually three teachers. So seventh grade, I had uh Mr. Yi at uh Base Academy, and it was so dope because I'm looking back on it now, and you know you have this this Asian man in Detroit Public Schools pouring into us every bit of Black history he he could, and it, I I think that is the coolest thing ever because he took his time to really understand his demographic, you know, I, I think I you know to this day I appreciate him for that I ain't even I didn't even know back then. You know, uh there was him. Um, there was uh Mr. Holly. Um he uh he was my eighth grade social studies teacher. He actually was assistant wrestle by Cash for a second. Mm-hmm. Um when he came to Bates, he was maybe 30 years old. So, you know, he was pretty close, relatively close in age to us, and spoke our language. He talked about things we probably otherwise wouldn't have talked about. Um and then the last influence. Uh I don't know if you know Miss Reese at uh at CAS, she teaches a business class. But I had her husband, uh, Mr. Reese, uh, my ninth grade year um at Southfield, he was our uh US history teacher. Again, mid 30s, you know, black dude, very, very relatable. Um those three, once I really buckled down and said, all right, I'm gonna be a teacher, it was those three that was that that really, you know, uh kind of solidified that for me.
1: So you graduated from high school in 2007. What did your journey in college or education in general look like then? I'm going
0: to just say this. I didn't do nearly what I was supposed to do in high school. Not by a long shot. I was very, very capable. But um, by the time I got to senior year, I knew I wouldn't get the, well, I'm going to apply to these schools. I'm going to get accepted to this school. I didn't. That wasn't That wasn't my story. I uh I applied to community colleges where I knew I would get in because I knew I had to build my GPA up. Um, So right after high school, uh, I went to community college and I'm not going to lie. It was, it was tough because I'm watching majority of the people I hung out with go on to Michigan state, go on to U of M, um, go down to Hampton, go down to Tennessee, you know, wherever they wanted to go. And I'm back in, I'm here in Metro Detroit, you you know, because I knew I didn't do what I was supposed to do. So it took a minute. Um, It took a minute. I transferred to uh, Eastern Michigan um, in 2009, and that was when I wanted to be an accountant. I took two accounting classes. I said, you know what? I don't know. I don't don't think this is me in numbers, me and me in this desk all day. We just don't get along, Um, which is what prompted me to step out and have a lot of fun, a lot of fun, Uh, came back home and uh, ended up going to Wayne State. Where you know, by the time I got to Wayne State, I was a little older. Um, I had uh, I had been around the block a little bit. I had seen things happen to people, uh, good and bad. Um, you know, I had experienced life a little bit. So I said, okay, let me uh let me take this serious and let me really buckle down and and, and dive into this uh this education piece. And I think when I when I transferred to Wayne State, I had uh been working for the school district uh in the uh, parent engagement department for a couple of years and. During my time there, this was this was twenty eleven, twenty twelve, when they closed over over hundred schools in the, in the district, and I said, "This is this isn't right. I, I want to stick around and try to help." You know, so when I got in Wayne State, I said, "All right, it's 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 go time now. Got to do it," and that that changed the game for me. I, you know, I I, I hit had some bumps in the road even even at Wayne State, but for the most part, it was it was it was smooth and I owned it at that point. You know, I took like ownership of my education at that point.
1: And how did your mom feel kind of looking at you as an educator when you made that, you know, decision to step up in your education?
0: Oh, she was, uh, she was amazed Um, because she, both my parents, they probably saw a different person. They probably saw things come out of me that they knew were in me but they just that was just suppressed by every distraction I put in my in my in my own way, you know. I was uh, my conversation changed. Um, I'm sure my mood had changed because now here I am doing something that I truly want to dive into. You know, she uh, this was towards the end of her teaching career, so you know she was still in education, and able to give me some tidbits, and and you know we had these hours long conversations about education, which you know. I value, you know, but, you know, I, I think they were relieved uh, to see me actually uh, not go a route that wouldn't have been, you know, very good for me. So I know she's happy. They both are happy. Yeah.
1: So 10 Eastern or um, Wayne, did you have to pull out any loans? Oh yeah.
0: You want to help me pay something back? <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you, Was that a regret that you, you know, had or have?
0: No. Um, I mean, I don't want to have that kind of debt. Um, I mean, who does? But for what I got out of it, um, very little regret. Uh I think Eastern kind of wasted some money there, but I mean, for the experience I got, you know, I, it was it is what it is. Um, you know, luckily I'm in a profession where after so many years they are willing to wipe away a good chunk of that debt, you know, which is you know, it's a plus side there. But overall, um, no regrets, but I probably would have gone about it a little bit differently. you know
1: could your college self imagine you being in this position in or Eastern college self imagine yourself being in this position right now?
0: Yes and no, um, like I said, I go back to that letter that you know, I don't know I, I gotta go to my parents' house to find it that I think about it um, but i I you know I, I would keep that letter in my mind, and you know, despite every. You know every distraction i put in my way um that that what i wrote when i was 14 is stuck with me and i don't think i would be totally surprised um i think my eastern self would be uh relieved if anything you know because it's like all right man, you didn't you ain't let them couple mistakes ruin you man you you didn't let that one you know that one night out you didn't let it change everything for you so yeah i think it would be a, a lot of relief there you know
1: so since you teach high school, is that something you kind of make it on your agenda to prioritize students to take advantage of their education right now? So they don't have to go down the same route you do or you did.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. With with, with high school, um, this is you all's like last step before real life. You know, so I always said, if I can catch you at the last minute, you know, it's a, it's a, that's a success, you know, so that is that is. Part of why I wanted to do high school, Um I can talk to you all in a different way, as you, as you all, as you saw last school year. Um, you know, we can have different types of conversations. Where, you know, if I'm in middle school, I'm not. We're not having this conversation. You know, if, if I'm in elementary school, you know, you you have no. You know, why are we having this conversation? So, yeah, for you all in high school, um yeah, it, it's uh it makes a difference talking to you all and just pouring in those things like you said. So you all. Maybe you don't have to go down the long path I did, or if you do, you got some cheat codes to make it a little easier you know
1: so after graduation, you went on to work at the Detroit Historical Society, and what did that experience look like in relation to your um education or experience in education
0: it uh working at uh the, your Detroit historical society it um it actually it reinforced everything for me because. I had started working there. I think I had just gotten done with the first half of my student teaching. Um, I had one more class left and then my actual student teaching. So I was I was at the end. Like it was, it was pretty much once you get to student teaching, it's it's over with. So working there, it it solidified uh everything I had gone through because now I'm coming to this museum to talk about a, a subject matter in the city that I love so much in Detroit. And really be able to converse and and not only teach but but learn from um, from other Detroiters, from people who may have left Detroit in the '50s or left Detroit years ago, and, and you know um, are able to kind of pour some things in me that I that I, I knew maybe a little bit about, but they pour so much more into me, you know. And then on the flip side, I was able to say, well, you know, you left after this happened, so let me tell you how this actually worked out. You know, it, it literally, literally solidified everything for me. Yeah, I'm I'm. that was a fun that was a fun time working there.
1: So after, you know, you said after student teaching, you jump into education, your first year was virtual in 2020. How did that experience shape what you wanted to do as an educator? Mm,
0: I think it um uh, it actually made me more excited because you know, I like I said, I had done a student teaching, so I, I had an idea of what it was like to be in person. Um, I subbed for a second. Um I was actually uh, I was actually at CAS the week all the schools uh shut down uh, for COVID. So CAS was the last school I was ever in before I got accepted for the position. Um but teaching on the computer, um even though I couldn't see faces, it uh it made me more excited to get back in person. Because uh, my thinking was wow, if I had this amazing experience on the computer, imagine being in person, you know, where we could really see each other and I can feel the energy and everything. So yeah, there was no discouragement there. That just it 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 made my uh it made uh it made my teaching skills uh that much better because I'm so much more versatile now. You know, we go on the computer tomorrow, I know what to do.
1: And so what was your initial impression coming in the cast? Well, you had already done student teaching, like we were saying, um, before mm-hmm. I shut down, but just coming into this new place with a new sense of ownership, how did that feel?
0: So uh it's a funny, funny story with that. Um, I did my student teaching um over at Montfort High School. Um still a plus, special place in my heart. Shout out to Montfort. Love you all over there. Um, but after I left I, like I said, I subbed. Um I touched pretty much almost every high school in DPS. And I remember um, when I said, when I came to the sub at CAS, I remember I walked through the north entrance, got through security and I laughed. I laughed. It was because it was so, so different than what I was used to. Such a different energy at CAS. You can, you can, I guess the, uh, the prestige, you can feel it. You know, you may be used to it walking in there now, but when you, when you're new to it, you feel the prestige. You know, you, you, you feel the, the energy of, of, uh, of success. And that was, that was a good feeling. I I felt, um, I immediately felt at home too. I uh, cast Yeah, very good feeling.
1: So settling into such a big place with over 2,500 students, seven floors, how did you really mesh with your, um, fellow people in the social studies department or just teachers in general, being a male and one of the younger teachers?
0: Um, well, you know, I'm a part of the uh, the uh, the coolest department um, in the school. Shout out to the uh, the penthouse—that's what we call the sixth floor. Um, but it was it was pretty easy. It was pretty easy. Um, the thing about the social studies department, Act has we have there are 13 of us. We are a majority male department, and of those males, majority of us are black which is, you don't, you don't see that too often. So I instantly felt, uh, and I'm the youngest, I well, I'm not the youngest male, but I'm the youngest out of the black males, um, in my, in, at least in my department. Um, so I instantly, uh, felt a, a sense of mentorship. Um, I felt a sense of, uh, the ability to be able to learn a lot from these guys and the, and the women teachers as well. You know, I, I've learned a lot from my, my department, um, and in the school as a whole, like I said, I walked in, it was, it was almost like family, you know, and I walked in at a time where we were all trying to figure it out virtually. So we all just kind of meshed together and said, all right, this is OK. Who's done this before? None of y'all. OK, let's figure this out together. So that that definitely helped with our, you know, with our uh, with our bond and and everything. And then, and like I said, just being in the social studies department alone is I couldn't ask for a better situation walking in and being a new teacher. You know, that was that was perfect
1: but yes um so you are focused um on project-based learning how did you why did you find that important to incorporate in your teaching
0: you know what i really kind of did that on accident i I mean i'm just you know i know i know what project-based learning is um um, and i had always planned on diving in but it really honestly just kind of morphed into you know what you experienced um and i and looking back i could have done some things differently i mean you know it wasn't flawless but um i think uh project-based learning it allows you all to take ownership in the content instead of sitting and listening to me just give you this information and you're writing it down and you got to go home and memorize it or whatever you need to do you all actually get a chance to go away and do your own outside research um and really are able to get different angles um I'm sure you remember towards the end of the year when I had you all read excerpts from uh from Color of Law, um just to see you all take that information, and uh and, and present it the way you all did that w- that was that was perfect for me that was exactly what I was looking for um actually went above and beyond what I was looking for, um so yeah project based learning uh, I, I'm definitely uh, I'm spending some time this summer um putting some things together so when you come back in the fall don't be jealous of uh, the sophomores who I have this new and improved uh uh Mr. Hester. I you know, I'm 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 in my bag this far. So, you know, I'm 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 the project based learning back to you know new new heights and you know, hopefully uh, you know, like you all got something out of it helping my kids after get, you know, even more out of it.
1: So being a teacher takes a lot, like you say, constantly making progress within yourself and in the way you teach. How do you balance having beautiful wife Kayla who you just celebrated your own one year anniversary with? Balancing, you know, your relationship, marriage, and teaching all at once. I
0: don't, you know, <laughs> I think I just get up and go and, you know, just. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. I deal with it as, it, you know, I try to prepare myself as best as possible, but, you know, I, you know, I deal with things, as, you know, as it comes, as it needs to be modified, or whatever. I do my best to roll with those changes. Um, But, you know, again, it's the preparation. Um, it is knowing what you're getting yourself into, um, and just find a ways to, uh, to work smart and not hard. Um, I'm learning that right now. Um, yeah, it is, it is. And, and making sure that you keep up with the things that you like to do. You know, I, I, um, I think if you just stick to just your obligations and your responsibilities, um, as necessary as they may be, you end up losing your mind eventually because you don't have any outlets. You know, I uh, I try to stay true to what I enjoy doing outside of working my other responsibilities. And I think that's what keeps me, uh, me smiling and, and everything, uh, you know, on a day-to-day basis.
1: So you've had just a glimpse of what your educational career is gonna look like. What do you see for yourself in the future?
0: Hitting the lottery and moving <laughs> far, far away. No, I, um, I, you know what I am, uh, I'm trying to figure out when I am going to go to a grad school. Um, obviously that takes money, but, uh, I, I would like to get that under my, uh, under my vote, I would say in the next I don't know, five to seven years or so. Um, I go back and forth between wanting to go into administration or uh, continue in the uh, in the classroom. Um, and I go back and forth with that because I talked to, just recently, I talked to my seventh and eighth grade math teacher, uh, Mr. Holstein. Um, if you went to base Academy, you know exactly who Holstein is. Uh, you know, we, we talked for a second. It took a re- minute for him to remember who I was because he's been teaching 50 plus years, but we had a conversation and he um, he asked how I liked it. I said, I love it, but I want to get into administration. And I, 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 <laughs> I've never seen him get that mad before. And his reason was, how much of a difference can you, and this isn't against any administrator because there, there are amazing administrators out there, but his question to me was, how much of a direct difference can you make as, a, as an administrator as opposed to really being in the classroom on a day-to-day basis, and really having first-hand connection with those kids, and it made, it made me look at that 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 plan differently. Um, I still may end up in administration, but you know that may have just made me want to teach maybe five years longer instead of three. I don't know, you know. But it just it just made me it gave me something to think about. Um, you know, then I thought I also thought about the uh, the university level as well. So you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm just playing with my options, um, but. That is the beauty of having uh their credentials to be able to make those kind of uh those kind of decisions
1: you know you may still
0: still see me in the classroom you know for a long time now.
1: So, I can definitely see principal Hester though I can see that the principal I don't want that response <laughs>
0: very hard I don't I don't want that I don't want that responsibility though I will I will stop at assistant principal and be <laughs> happy you know shout out to all the principal you all work very very hard very hard
1: Yes. So uh, I have one final question before we do a special segment. And it's a question I ask all of my guests. When did you realize that the world was smaller than you originally thought?
0: I would say, um, I always knew it was a small world, but I would say really when I got into, I think when I got into my like mid twenties, when, you know, you're hanging out, you, you know, you are meeting new people, you're, you're, catching up with people from that you may have seen since elementary school and you find out this has been their cousin their whole life and you played baseball with this person and you know that's their brother and you know it, you know once you get into your 20s and people start stepping out and, and and living life and joining the workforce and having families and things that's when you find out oh wow this this is not that big of a world it's a huge world but it's so small you know
1: Thanks. So one of the first things I remember about you is your laptop wallpaper, right? At least the first one you had. So it was a picture of J Cole's off-season album, the cover. But you'd replace your your face with his. And of course, then when I got into your class throughout the um year, we saw little J Cole references hidden our assignments and such. So I thought it only right to play a game called J or Nay. So I'll give you a lyric, and you tell me if it's from J Cole or not. Oh my God! Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, you know what? Let me give the credit to the person that made that uh, that background cover. He actually just graduated. Um, that was a uh, that was Rico Seeks, um, class of twenty twenty three. I had him uh tenth grade, and he sent it to me on Teams, and I'm like, "What is this? I just Zoom in." I'm like, "Oh, yo, that's me. What? <laughs> this, what? You think of me?" So yeah, that was that was Rico. That was Rico, but I, I still have it though. I still have that. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. You, you paid a lot of attention in class. I didn't even remember that being my first.
1: <laughs> We talk about that a lot. Now we think about it. Like I don't know, it ke- it comes up a lot. <laughs> but yeah. uh, okay. Okay. So here is the lyric. I would say it's more effective to treat people like children, understanding the time and love and patience that's needed to grow. This change is inevitable, but ain't none of us seen this before. Therefore, we gotta learn everything as we go.
0: Hmm. Is it on for your eyes only? Did it come off? Of there? Oh man! Okay, one more guess, one more guess, one more guess. Let me see.
1: Was it the off season? No, I should have done that, but it's been too easy. It's from Snow on the Bluff. Ah, okay, okay, okay. You
0: know what? I will admit that is one J Cole album I haven't, I haven't, I didn't dive super into. Um, I don't know what I was going through when that album dropped. I I listened to it, but I didn't dive too deep into that one. I got to go back. I got a reason to go back now. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for joining me today. Any shout outs you want to give to anybody?
0: Um shout out to Cass Tech, Love you all. Um shout out to every student I have had already. Shout out to every student I haven't even met yet. Um let's have some fun, let's learn some things. Um and shout out to you all. Uh you all were uh you were, what did you are learn? class of 25. Mm-hmm. So you are you all, my first kids, where we, it was, it was gloves off. We 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 back at it. So, um, you all were my year one part three, and really taught me, uh, really taught me about how this goes. You know, yeah. Shout out to to class of twenty twenty five. You all really, you all gave me the introduction of how this uh this teaching thing goes. Appreciate you all.
1: And there we have it. The journey that equipped a young black male teacher with the knowledge on how to empower young black students in the city of Detroit. Thank you guys so much for joining us and see you next week.